This is State to State Properties. This is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Hey, this is Bob Bathley. Hey, everyone, this is Rick Stein. This is the Honky Dog Man, the greatest WWE Intercontinental Champion of all time. This is your wrestling show, Ottawa. Heck, they could use you guys over in WWE. You're listening to the greatest wrestling show in the whole wide world. This is Wrestling with Ideas. Welcome inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 107.9 Ottawa's new music. I'm the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon, and something different we're trying here. Uh, a little bit of an uncensored review, and I feel it's appropriate for this show that we're going to be reviewing right now. Uh, of course, I'm joined by the Mean Street Rossi, Marco Rossi, for this uh, show. <sighs> yeah, and Marco. after that, I uh, might be the demoralized Demoralize. Wow. Uh wow. but thank you very much for having me again, man. It's uh it's always always fun shooting the shooting the breeze with you. There you go. Um so yeah, so trying something a little different here. Uh we reviewed, we actually just finished watching Joey Janela's Spring Break 2. This took yeah. place over WrestleMania weekend, and it took place in the middle of the night in New Orleans. <laughs> and uh before we even get into this show, uh I showed you the promo videos. Yep. That they put together to yeah. hype up the show for the big matches. Uh, let's start off with the Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth promo video. Yeah. The way they described this, it was James Ellsworth describing how he was living a lifelong dream, becoming a professional wrestler, got to wrestle in WWE, debuted against Braun Strowman as a jobber. And then uh, later on, he mentioned how he beat AJ Styles three times of the four that they faced off against each other. And then also mentioned how he, when he went back onto the independent scene, he wanted to face the best of the best. Yep. And that best of the best was Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. And Matt Riddle, the, <laughs> I love this promo. <laughs> I love this promo video. Matt Riddle's like, do I have to face James Ellsworth? Are you fucking kidding me, bro? <laughs> I loved this. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Movie. It was, you know, James Ellsworth standing in front of like a bunch of wrestling memorabilia yep. kind of set in the scene. And there was a nice little Bret Hart jacket that you pointed I, out. I like that. Yeah, it was a nice jacket. And he, Matt Riddle points out during this is like, he signed with WWE. I don't know how. I guess that's why the ratings are down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, wow. Uh, okay. Shooting a little close to home there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, and uh, James Ellsworth at the end says, I'm going to fight Matt Riddle. I'm going to show that every man with two hands have a fighting chance. Any man with two hands and have a fighting chance. And yeah, that was the promo video for that. Uh, that was the first video I showed you. Yeah. What did you think of that? Like initial initial reactions? It got the job done. Yeah. You know, um, it, unfortunately, it wasn't like rah, 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 kind of whatever, just because yeah. Ellsworth seemed like very, he doesn't have like a gimmick or anything. He's yeah. just kind of him. Yeah. And then, he's, uh, you he, know. He's currently the intergender champion that he's yeah, doing. He's doing right. an Andy Kaufman Yeah, he is. Yeah. Right I now know. on the independent. I was expecting to dress up like Andy Kaufman too, but no, <laughs> um, no, was it? Uh, Matt Riddle, I find it hilarious because he's got that like laid back sort of like stoner-esque yeah. attitude. I don't know if he was or not. I'm not he saying. Is. You know, well, I don't know, but. But, uh, he smokes a lot of weed. He's, he's, been, <laughs> well, he, he's, he, he's yeah. been open about that. It's okay. I don't know. It's almost like kind of, it's almost something that the fans could sort of get behind this sort of laid back kind of uh, guy, but he yeah. can get it done in the ring. Yeah. I like his style. He brings yeah. that MMA. 
I know we're going to talk about that in a bit, yeah. but he's got that sort of that MMA background, and he yeah. and he's just he throws you around, he yep. and holds. I I really like Matt Riddle. Yep. So and, and the Matt promo Riddle was fan. funny. I, yeah. I don't. I'm not honestly. I hate to sound like an old like fuddy duddy, but at this point, the cats are ready <laughs> out of the bag. I prefer the old school. Yeah. The f bombs were a little bit much. Like this is like I know it's edgier or yeah. whatever, but uh, it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like a fun event, right? Of course it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, Boy, did that take they they take that well, to the extreme? You know, eh? we well we have different opinions on it. I overall, I guess I guess I'll just say it right away. I overall had a fun time. Yeah, I didn't. I I you, actually, you were the opposite. No, I wanted to leave the room after I think maybe the first hour. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, but we'll we'll we'll, was, we'll get into that. It wasn't all bad for you though. It like, wasn't all bad. No, 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 no. no. We'll, we'll continue on with some of the more promo videos. It's like a broken clock being right twice a day. So, <laughs> um, Also, to uh, Matt Riddle finishes off the promo and says, do I have to face James Ellsworth? Yeah, that made me laugh. That, that got a laugh yeah. out of me. The second video we saw was the one that probably got the most reaction out of you from the, out of the entirety of the show. Mm-hmm. Nick Gage, mm-hmm. King, the king Nick Gage mm-hmm. versus Penta El Zero Miro. I think that's how you say Miero, Miero, um, Miero. Uh, for the GCW title. Now, <laughs> the video they hyped this up with, they initially hyped it up with Windows XP and LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. And they showed an MV, a music video of Break Stuff, Limp Biscuits Break Stuff. And it's a compilation video of Nick Gage smashing people over the head with light tubes, <sighs> uh, inserting somebody with those, uh, what are they called? Uh, it's something that they put in the guy's head. Um, oh. violent, bloody. There was a shot of him power bombing a guy into a whole stack of light tubes. Yep. And Nick Gage swore probably every sentence during this promo. Broken glass everywhere. What else was there? Was a barbed wire spot I saw. Yeah, there was a barbed, a barbed wire spot. Wire. Throwing guys. Just, oh my. God. Throwing guys into the uh, into the barricade. Um, a lot of people are big Nick Gage fans. Right. Um, a lot of people like that character because he's very committed to it. Um, <laughs> Boy, is he ever. He so, uh, risked life and limb. So the way they played this promo as well was they showed that a virus was coming in. Pen- the Penta El Zero Miero virus. <laughs> and Penta didn't say too much. Uh, he said he was going to, you know, fuck the guy up. Yeah. And uh, so it was uh, it was an interesting promo vid. You, you were... Violently shaking. I was this. violently shaking. I I was cringing. Yeah, of all what, the spots. Why? There, yes. I I don't. I I still to the. I don't get it. This appeal. Yeah. Ah, with the <laughs> with the hardcore, like too much. Too much. It's just. It was too much. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I just, no, I, I can't say that I like it. Just because yeah. you're, you're gonna ruin your career. You're gonna hurt yourself really, really bad. Yeah. People are going to become numb to this. Yeah. And then what do you have left? You know, I mean, nowadays a table spot is like getting the cold. It's, it's a common <laughs> yes. thing. It's or, or somebody bleeding. They're like, oh, yeah, look at him. He's busted open. It's no longer yeah. like, oh, my God, he's yeah. busted open. Um, so that was the second promo video. The third promo video we saw was for David Starver's Mike Quack- Quackenbush, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, this is one of the rare Mike Quackenbush matches. He's very, very limited in terms of his wrestling, and usually when he is does he like semi-retired, pretty much, yeah. if not, if not like three quarters retired. <laughs> but like uh, he, and if even if he does come back for a match, it's usually for Chikara. Um, David Starr was actually cutting a really good promo here about how he's done traveled across the world, wrestled many different peoples, you know, several different continents, different countries, yeah. and he does a bunch of interviews, podcast interviews, that sort of deal. And he says the one question he's always asked 
was what's your dream match? And he said he's answered that question in various different ways. But he said recently, in the past six months, he said, I want to face Mike Quackenbush. And he did use the word real. Who would I realistically? Who could I realistically? Realistically fight. <laughs> yeah. And he said Mike Quackenbush. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he was hyping this up. And they zoomed out to Quackenbush watching that promo video. And Quackenbush going, all right, David, let's do it. Yeah, he was standing right beside him. I was yep. hoping that he'd be like, please, you know, I'm retired, or please, you're not worthy of it, you know. But, but it's it was a babyface, babyface dream yeah. match. So, um, And then the final promo that we saw was kind of a series of promos. Or actually, there was two more promos that we saw. We saw as well the Joe Janela, Great Sasuke promo with Janela mm-hmm. looking at the Sasuke mask and screaming off mm-hmm. in the distance. That was pretty cool, mm-hmm. I thought. I enjoy. Um, I, I I could. I can't. I don't have any complaints yeah, about the promo. That was a good. Even the production value for really cool. for that was pretty good. Really I enjoyed cool. it. Um, and then the other promo video we saw was the video game announcement. That was great. You liked that? Kind of. I mean, like it was a little like silly. Yeah. You know, I figured they were gonna take a jab at Cornette. Yeah. <sighs> but um, <laughs> garbage wrestlers. They said in this video game thing. Uh, what was the video game you mentioned? Uh, it was like it was either uh, the uh, well, there were like three kind of the same <laughs> thing. There was uh, Super WrestleMania for the Super Nintendo. Gotcha. Royal Rumble. Gotcha. And uh, Monday Night Raw. It's kind of the same graphics. graphics. And then they were kind of it was like a cross between like those yeah. and I think Final Fight. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, hilarious because yeah. it had like guys like simulating the yeah. simulated like from that from those games, and then they were like, "What was it?" Like Janetti came out yeah. and, and Glacier, and Glacier, yeah, was in there because he was in the Joey Janela Spring Break show last year, right? Um, and uh, there's a funny story about that too. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp did a great interview with uh, Joey Janela talking about all the problems that happened with the first show, yeah, and apparently Glacier didn't want to put over anybody. <laughs> Oh really? Or something like that. Oh my goodness. And and apparently they were gonna have Dink the Clown there, but Dink and his buddy, uh I, I'm trying to remember. Dink didn't show up because I think he was having a bar drinking festival or something. <laughs> he was, and so he no showed the show and beer drinking competition. Or, or something like that. But uh it was hilarious. Huh. Um but actually I think that may have been Gilbert. I'm not sure. It was one of those two. It was either Dink or Gilbert. Okay. But <laughs> uh just kind of goes to, you. Uh, you didn't hear too much about this spring break show, and during this video game thing, they showed uh, Marty Janetti, Glacier. Um, they had a nice little prank for Leo Rush. No one is, no one is truly ready for Leo Rush. Oh yeah, the tweet that got him in trouble. They showed like an older Leo Rush, or was yeah, that another that, one? That's another promo. Okay. We'll get to that later. Okay. But uh, <laughs> so eventually, it led to the video game unlocking. Of the announcement of Walter versus PCO. Yeah, that, I thought that was quite creative. I, yeah. I I liked it. And one of the things that came out of that was PCO decided to create his own promo videos for this. And so he would be in a gym, and it was, cut the deck. And he's got these massive, massive biceps. Mm-hmm. And he just ripped the card of, the deck of cards, all 52 of them, just ripped them in half. And then said, "Is this good enough?" And, and then the guy with the sun. He had, there was a guy wearing like yeah. sunglasses the whole time. That yeah. was like big, you know, big yeah. beard. Yeah, he didn't even say anything. He just looked at the camera. Yeah. he didn't even go. There was wow. more of those videos, but I just want to show you one acting. of those. Yeah, um, it got uh, him a lot of internet fame from it because it was like it was crazy, and he's still doing them now to promote matches. What a career revival for Pierre Carlotta, isn't it? Isn't it ever? Man? <laughs> you know, he was here at Great North Wrestling doing that sort of stuff, and yeah. and now he's got a bigger stage, and now he's got a ton of bookings. 
Um, and we'll talk about that match later too as well. I love Pierre Carlulet. I I know that we talked about this off 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 the air. I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the show before. Whenever I used to play fight with my friends, yeah, the the, the cannonball that was my finishing move. That was your finishing. Yeah, move. I love I love the the pirate character. Even yeah. if it was a little hokey, I thought yeah. it was great. His yeah. feud with Brett the Hitman Hart was tremendous. For the jacket, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Let's go <laughs> straight into this show now. Please, let's Joey Jealous Spring Break Two. They opened up with this video package, mm-hmm. and they it was an older Joey Janela, <laughs> yeah. and it was a parody of the wrestler. Yeah, they had the wrestler music playing, and it was Joey Janela at indie shows taking signings and bookings. And someone comes up to him with a Joey Janela Spring Break DVD and says, "I loved your work in this," and he signs the DVD. And uh, he's in the car with his valet Penelope Ford, also aged as well. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to do another one? Mm-hmm. That's our deal. Um, and they go up to an older version of Leo Rush <laughs> as well and saying, you want to do this again? Because last year's show, Leo Rush was at the first yeah. spring break and he fought Keith Lee. Right. So like really big guy versus really small guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was a fun match, I remember. Um, and, uh, so they did a parody of the wrestler. They had a photo of Joey Janela taking a picture with triple H with the WWE title. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I, it I had, was funny. I got a laugh out of it. <laughs> um, the audio for this was not the best. No. Throughout the entirety of the show, really, it was, no, it was not the best. Awful. Uh, this is just coming from somebody in radio and it's like, it's like, I understand, you know, you got to put on good production quality. That sort of stuff. And you got to focus on other things. Mm-hmm. Audio is to me is very important. And they didn't really mic, mic the mics very well for the pay-per-view audience. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times when we were listening to the promos that were being cut during the show, we couldn't hear much of it. We had to just kind of decipher it. We heard, like, it was enough where we could kind of get an idea of where the promo was mm-hmm. going. But that later on, Nick Cage got a promo after his match, and we had no idea what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get to that later. Um, so they did that opening package, and uh, crowd was excited. Uh, we go to Larry Legend in the ring. He's got a nice little spring break attire on. Yeah. A summer hat, uh, Hawaiian shirt. I think he's got, uh, I believe he had the beads on because they're in New Orleans. Sandals. And uh, somebody had lifted up an alligator. They brought an inflatable alligator into this he's show. An inflatable shark. An inflatable, an inflatable shark. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's been reported that around 1,500 people were in this building. Yeah, but by that, the end, I don't think they stayed. That go, that oh. goes to show, though, the marketing for this. To have 1,500 people yeah. in a building at 11 or 12 at night or whatever. That was crazy, yeah. Um, that's pretty good. That's You know what? That Kudos to them. Yeah. That's, that's some good promotion. You know what I, I mean? know. I'm used to seeing my ring announce- the ring announcers with uh, suit and tie, but because it's spring break, they want to It's a the fun theme. show, Marco. <laughs> No, but, it was uh, not. Oh, it was I enjoyed it. Disgrace we'll, to the we'll, business. We'll, but we'll get, get there. We'll get to the show. We'll get to the show. Okay, so we started off this show with a six-way scramble match. Yeah. And it they hyped us up as six of the best high flyers, I believe. But Tony mm-hmm. Deppin's not a high flyer. We'll get to this later. <laughs> so the, the uh, people that came out, first person that came out was Eli Everfly, who's actually going to be here at uh, Ottawa for a C4 show and uh, really making a name for himself uh, coming out of the Santino Bros uh, Training Academy. Okay. Um, The next person that came out was uh, Kyle the Beast, I believe. Actually, no, it was Tony Deppin that came out next. Mm -hmm. And then Kyle the Beast, then Gringo Loco, then DJ Z, and then finally, Mm -hmm. 
Teddy Hart. Yeah, real, real uh, pleasant surprise to see uh, Teddy Hart. Yeah. Unbelievable. Teddy Hart. So they started off the show with a six-way match, and the way they did the commentary for this show, each match had a different commentator behind it. Yeah, um, it was very strange. So to it see started that. off with Denver, Colorado, and MLJ, I believe. Mm-hmm. I know Kevin Gill joined the show later on. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of wrestlers that joined on yeah, this there were. And there's and uh you know, I thought it started off good. I like Emil. Uh Emil's a good commentator. Um, so I was happy to hear that he at least got, you know, got to be in uh and be involved with this show. Right. So six way match. This the first opening match, the opening match was very much Get your shit in. <laughs> Everybody get your spots in. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a lo- there was some really cool moves in this, I thought. It was a, it was a fun little opener. It was garbage. You didn't it was, like it. It was the drizzling shits. You did not like it. Ugh. I thought it was a fun little opener. No. There was a lot of spots. I understand. There were some spots where it was a little too long, and, it, and the match was a little too long as well. Um, but there was some cool spots in this, I thought. Let me, let me, let me just say this real quick, okay? Every single one of those performers are very talented okay. in their own right. Yeah. Excellent, whatever. Yeah. But it would, there, I mean, I, that's why I don't like these matches because it, I, I mean, it's so hard to get your, your psych, to get basic psychology. I mean, I'm sure you can do it. Yeah. But usually you don't. Whenever yeah. it's a triple threat or a fatal four way or a five way or a six way. It's just, it's so, it's just, okay. And and it, they didn't even make it look legitimate in some places. There were cases. some moments where it looked pretty phony. I'm not going to lie. The moves that were done were tremendous. Especially from Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart did some excellent moves. Yeah. All high impact though. Yeah. That's my only gripe. They were all like well executed and everything. It's yeah. just that there was no like basic holds. Yeah. I just want to see a few basic holds. I mean, it may sound old school, but like slow it down a bit, slow down the pace. To me, I, you know, to me, the highlight performer for me from this was Eli Everfly. I fell in love with Eli Everfly. I remember you during the show, Eli Everfly in this the, the Gene Simmons tongue. Yep. <laughs> which was like, wow, that's something. Yeah. Um, he took a lot of bumps. Yeah. He sold well, sold pretty darn well. Yeah. Um, he, to me, I could see Eli Everfly on the 205 live cruiserweight roster. Yeah. Um, I think he should be there. Yeah. He and and if he if he has a little gimmick with that tongue, I think people are gonna oh my god, right? Because it's something cool. different. Yeah. And he's he's really talented. Yeah. Like I said, they all are in their own way. Tony yeah. Deppen's got some charisma. KTB is another one I really like. Yes, you you were Kevin the Beast is his. Uh, That's what it is, Kevin the Beast. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's you know he's got kind of a hefty look. He's a powerhouse, whatever, and he's got some charisma. He's kind of got like a Game of Thrones look to him a little yeah. bit. I, to me, he could be like the third Bludgeon brother. There you go. <laughs> there you go. No, like I said, I think they all. They were all pretty talented in their own way, yeah. um, but you, you just don't like the way the matches like go about. Like it's too much spots, not enough. That's and that's to me just soured it. Yeah, I I, I no, I, I don't like this. Okay, now you're gonna do your thing, and now you're gonna do your thing, and it's like if you get say power bombed or whatever, I don't, I shouldn't expect you. Like if if you power bomb me, I'm not gonna get up right away and then give you like a high flying move or a yeah. kick or something, you know, but. Again, not not taking away anything from these per- performers. Yeah. I just it, it's it's not my style because yeah. I like to see a story being yeah. told. But anyway, I will say, I will say, I had fun watching this match. Yeah, the, a lot of the spots were really well executed. There were some sloppy moments. One of the things I want to bring up 
Teddy Hart just no selling any of the moves that went over the top rope. Everybody yeah. else selling. Teddy Hart just walks off. <laughs> I didn't like that. And and no, the commentary but. team, you know, they tried to play it off as like Teddy Hart, he's indestructible. Yeah, he's invincible. He's or, invincible. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was really impressed with Eli Everfly in this match. I like DJZ. Uh, yeah, I've seen Tony Depp in here at C4. He's very good. Yeah. Um, Gringo Loco, I had didn't know too much about going into this either. KTB, I believe those are GCW guys. Um, Teddy Hart, obviously, Teddy Hart. Mm-hmm. Teddy Hart had some pretty crazy moves. He had a move where it was kind of like an Argentine backbreaker, and then he turned into a choke bomb. Yeah. Which was really cool. Yeah. Um, that was really, was, I like that. What What else? There was like a back suplex into a bulldog, it, something like that. Yeah. Right at the start. Oh, jeez. Uh, there were so many, I don't even remember Well, he had all like so many variations yeah. of a move. It, it was pretty incredible. Um, Tony Deppen did a 450 into mm-hmm. the pile, which was pretty crazy. Um, but uh, in the end, Eli Everfly hit a double underhook J-Driller, as I like to call it, uh, off the top rope. That was great. That was a pretty insane move there. And I think you you could admit that as well. That was a pretty insane move. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a finish. It was a believable finish. Yeah, I that guess, was. So. And I thought that was a very good finish. I thought it was a fun opener. I liked it. Uh, I know you're, you're. This is not your style of match. This is not something like you. You. I think a lot of people misconstrue you for like just hating high flying in general. Not at all. Not at all. No. You just want like smart high flying behind it, right? That's all it is. You know what I mean? That's all it is. That's that's literally all it is. I like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I love La Parca. Yeah. Ultimo Dragon. Oh, you, you and your La Parca love. You Psychosis, love La Parca. Psychosis. Ultimo Dragon. I I liked watching all those luchadors, but like, even yeah. Guerrero. But they 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 also had, they didn't just do flippy stuff and that's yeah. it. Yeah. They also did other moves and they also sold and they did whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, again, though, if you are new to, new to it, if you just keep trying to keep an open mind and you aren't all about, no, I want a story, then yeah. I guess it was fun to watch the yeah. same way that a gymnastics tumbling routine would. <laughs> so, Hey, yeah. you know what? It's, 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 everybody enjoys their kind of version of wrestling. I thought this was fun. I thought this was a fun opener, especially for a show that's in the middle of the night. You know, it's like, you know what? Something high octane to get you going. If you, for some the- reason though, I will say you point this out, Eli Everfly, I believe he pinned KTB in this match, but Teddy Hart did the hand wave. Yeah, like, yeah, because he, yeah. he raised Eli Everfly. I was like, arm up and went. Why like, couldn't you have Everfly pin Teddy? Sh- yeah, exactly. There was a lot of that on the show. That was the one thing that was like they did overkill on. Everybody kind of shook hands at the end. Yeah, I don't like that. I was I, hoping like one betrayal. Like, yeah. oh yeah, there and was like a close there was one cool one, but other than that, we'll talk. Oh, about I I loved that actually. That, yeah, the I'll one get to we'll that. Talk about later. Yeah. Um, so let's get on to the next match here. What would you rate this one? Oh, let's do some star ratings. Uh, <laughs> huh. I, I wouldn't go like any higher than three and a quarter. I wouldn't go any higher than three. Oh, but okay, cool. Two, two or three, probably three. I'll, I'll be nice. I'll give it three because like I said, pretty much everybody in this match has yeah. talent. I think it would have yeah. been nice to have them like broken up yeah. and each face each other, have like a tag team match. Yeah. I well, thought it was a fun three and a quarter hit. opener. You okay. Know, nothing wrong with that. Okay. Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth was next. They hyped yeah. this up as a champion versus champion match. Yeah. James Ellsworth, the intergender champion. Yeah. Matt Riddle, the WWN champion. WWN. The World Wrestling Network champion. Right. And uh, this match, uh, it started off, it was weird. Because <laughs> I, 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 the way they did the promo, 
they made it seem like Ellsworth was the good guy and Riddle was the bad guy. Yeah. But then when they went into this show, Ellsworth uh-huh. was the bad guy and Riddle was the good guy. And the way, but they, they didn't explain this on commentary, but I found this out later. At Bloodsport, Ellsworth got, or rather at one of the independent shows, I think it was Bloodsport, maybe another show. But Ellsworth got involved in one of Riddle's matches right. to hype up for this show, but they didn't bring this up at all. So if you were just watching the promo videos and you're like, I'm just going to watch this show because this looks like fun, yeah. you would have had no idea why Ellsworth was a bad guy. Well, here. I'll tell you right now, and we'll probably get to this some more. The commentary, for the most part, in this whole show was complete garbage. You didn't like the garbage? Absolutely did not like it at all because they, like some of them, it seemed, to me, if you're if you're going to have commentary as well, it should be like the same, generally the same people, unless it's like a special guest or whatever. Yeah. Uh, some of them were okay. I don't remember all the names off the top of my head, but there were some. During the uh, the cluster, uh, you could say it. Cluster I could fuck. say it. The, the cluster fuck. It's an uncensored. It's uncensored. That's uncooked, uncut, and uncensored. <laughs> like Monday Night Raw from '93. Okay, there you go. good. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. The cluster. The, the guys during the cluster fuck. Uh, hopefully they're never uh, able to go towards a live mic again. They were terrible. But there was oh, some. Oh, you know. we'll get to that. But anyway, what was I gonna say? So as far as the commentary, they should have. They should have piped that up yep. for sure. Like you said. I thought the opening um, match commentary was good. Yeah, I I, I could have lived with that. Like 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 it wasn't like bear, unbearable or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I, it was good commentary. I think because I think both of them were commentators, so they knew what they were doing and they knew mm-hmm. how to hype it up. But later on, they kept interchanging with different people, like kind of like how Nitro does when they interchange people every hour or whatever. Um, but uh, this match here, Riddle Ellsworth. So Ellsworth jumped Riddle right from the start, went after the leg, mm-hmm. and then afterwards it was just Riddle control in the match, just doing a bunch of suplexes. Beating up James Ellsworth, but there's a spot in this match where Ellsworth is kneeling down. He's holding his gut, and Riddle's about to set him up for a knee to the face. Right. He runs across, does the knee, but he completely whiffs because he was aiming for James Ellsworth's chin. (laughs) And because Ellsworth has no chin, he started pointing to his chin. Yeah, and it got really over with the fans. That got a pop out of him. Yeah, that was funny. That, That got a pop out of him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, otherwise it was pretty much just Matt Riddle controlling the entirety of the match. Most of it. I mean, cause Ellsworth, like he went after the knee first, which yep. was good psychology. Mm-hmm. I thought the match should have been longer, but like I, like, I thought this was appropriate cause I don't know how much Ellsworth can actually like, I don't know how good of an in-ring talent Ellsworth is cause they kind of really just kind of limited to short matches. That's all I've seen Ellsworth for, so I don't know if it's because... Yeah, I'm not a fan, but uh, I love Matt Riddle, and yeah. I think like six minutes even would have been fine. It would have been acceptable, yeah. but... Um, so the length of this match was 3.37. Yeah, could have been even five minutes. Five minutes. Um, but uh, I think it was appropriate. I didn't think Ellsworth was winning at all, but uh, I just found it weird how they promoted it as one thing, and then it ended up being a switch, but, you know. Unless... I mean, you're more familiar with this than I am. Is Matt Riddle generally a heel, or is he a babyface? He's or was more it like babyface. Ba- maybe that's what. Maybe a lot of people like. cheer him when they see him. So maybe they were anticipating a big. Well, uh, or maybe there wasn't a heel face dynamic that maybe we were reading too much into it. Maybe yeah. Matt Riddle's just a. We probably good guy. are. We yeah. probably are. I, mean, I know I am. I know you are. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just took it as like this is a fun show. I yeah. try not to take it too serious, seriously. Yeah. But there, if there's stuff that I, that is noticeable yeah that i have to critique yeah that i'm going to critique it you know what i'm I mean? i'm i'm about ready to have a wendy's triple cheese extra mayo at this <laughs> extra point mayo. I, 
Um, so this was, I thought this was what it needed to be. So then we got cut to this next segment. It was Larry Legend promoting stuff. I don't remember what he was promoting because the mic quality was not very good. Oh. But Virgil came out. Yeah, what the, the hell? Middle. Yeah. He came out I'm to chance of fuck money and Virgil and then the meat com- sauce, meat sauce as well. There was my a, Jones and uh, Virgil was apparently challenging somebody to a match mm-hmm. and they waited at the at the entrance ramp. Like mm-hmm. he was in the rain and he was waiting for somebody to come out. Then they played his music and the commentary, I will admit, was funny in this. Is like, what's this unintelligible old man saying right now? Can somebody get him out of the ring? He didn't even, like, I don't know what he said. And then he smiled and then they just kind of looked at him. And, and then he just walked off and Larry Legend just kind of looked across and was like, oh. our next match. And then Larry Legend's the, 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 the ring announcer. Yep. He had a smartphone recording him. Is that yeah, Virgil, was, Virgil was like, ah, that didn't get, that didn't bother me. <sighs> I mean, and considering what kind of show it was, it didn't bother me. <laughs> well, it didn't. If like, yeah. if it, obviously, if this was a WWE and like, let's say, uh, who's the guy now? Greg Hamilton. If he whips out a phone, yeah, and I think he would get criticized. On oh my god! I, I think it's because because it's such a laid back show and laid back. It's just kind of a. Stronger. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I just prefer when you try to make it look as real as possible, but. Yeah. Since, 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 you know, stuff like that's kind of let the genie out of the bottle, How you can't really go back anymore, so just enjoy yeah. it as much as you can. Yeah, and then, Ooh. so for, it was just like awkward silence, and Virgil yeah. just kind of like... And then the crowd chanted as he left, and the crowd chanted as Virgil left, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, he just kind of left, and then... It was very weird. Yeah, it was very, I don't know. So, they then cut to the next match, and I, they, it was Pierre Carl Ouellette, yeah. PCO, yeah. versus Walter. Um, I was kind of surprised the theme music that they went for Carl Ouellette because they were going, they were fully blown. Like we don't care if we're copyrighted. We're going with, cause Ellsworth came out to his WWE theme music. Yeah. So I was surprised they didn't do the, I'm the Mount or we're the Mounties sort of deal. Or even or like even, his Pierre, Pierre Lafitte, Jean-Pierre Lafitte music or whatever. Or was. like even the Quebecers 1998 attitude era theme. Yeah. I don't think anyone remembers that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it was, this means war. This means war. Horrible audio right there, yeah. but <laughs> not to be confused with the Nickelback. This yeah, means no. war. That yeah. wasn't a bad song. Yeah. I said it. I hate Nickelback. I, yeah. See, I don't. This is why we don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> That's what really makes me the Main Street Rossi. Brother. I don't mind them, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. <laughs> was not expecting Nickelback to be praised here on this, but that's right. Okay. Uh, Pierre Carlet, <laughs> PCO versus Walter. Love PCO. You love PCO. Uh, PCO and I are actually buddies. Um, <laughs> so uh, I text I texted him before this match, and I was like, "Good luck, have a good match out there." Nice. You know. And uh, he said, "Thanks, man." Um, and uh, so I texted him afterwards. So I was like, "Holy shit, that was a great match." He's like, "Thanks, man." It's like I I had this opportunity to showcase what I got, and I was uh, happy with the way it came out. Yeah, tech. You're texting PCO. Look at yeah. you moving on up. There you go. Look at that. He yeah, no, he's in great shape at his age. He was in very, very good 50 shape. Fifty years old. Good for him. I could tell you, PCO was super excited. This is this is from actually talking with him. Super excited about this match. He was super hyped up. Yeah. And uh, Walter, you don't know too much about Walter. No. Walter is fan freaking tastic. I love Walter. Great wrestler. He's part he's of Ring Comp uh, in WXW. Uh, tag teaming with Timothy Thatcher, who's also a great wrestler. 
Uh, he didn't have the greatest evolved championship run, right. but uh, he moved from the States over to England to enhance his skills, and he's okay. been wrestling in the uh, European Indies, and he's been really revitalizing his game, and he's been fantastic. I, I'm a big fan, of of course, as with Walter. You look at the guy, when you first saw him, really tall, eh? Six seven, six eight. Yeah, no, no, no muscular definition. Just a no, tall guy. But the one thing that makes uh, Walter stand out hmm. is his chops. Oh my god, the chops were brutal in this match. It, it, I don't know if you if you plan on posting any pictures. If you have already, I don't know on on the social media page. But if yeah. you can get a, a picture of Pierre Carlouet's chest. Oh, it was literally purple. That was insane. It was literally purple. Yeah. Um. It was. It was crazy. Um, this match, unbelievable. this was a great match. My second favorite match on the card. Your second favorite second match favorite. on the card. This was a great match for me. This is, it's re- very much up there with my favorite match. Mm-hmm. It was either this or the next match we're going to be talking about here. That was probably, or sorry, the match after the next match. That, uh, was really, really good. I really enjoyed this, yeah. but I think I like this more because the crowd was fully invested yeah. into this. Um, and it. There was just some great moments of this. So Pierre Carlet is 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Best shape I've ever seen for a 50-year-old guy. His biceps, massive. Yeah, he's all right? Um, and uh, so Walter at the start of the match says, Listen, Pierre, I, you know, you've you've done a lot for this business. <laughs> you could go ahead and leave, you know. Yeah, to give you one last chance. Yeah, I'll give <laughs> you one last chance. Nice little heel dynamic. I think you enjoyed that. I did. I I, I was the first to say, good, I like it. It's old school. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, PCO uh, gave him the suck it mm-hmm. ordeal. Uh, and then uh, they went into this match. And uh, boy, a lot of stuff happened in this match. A lot of chops by Walter. Um, PCO very much more than handled his own in this. You could tell that over the years, he's kind of changed his style, I think. I mean, yeah. uh, some of the, the high spots he did, I was like, why, Carl? You don't need to do this. But, but he pulled them off. He yeah, pulled them off. He, he pulled them off. Uh, I was cringing because I thought he was really going to hurt himself. Yeah. Doing the split-legged moonsaults yeah. and the, what was it? The uh, moonsault off the top rope yeah. on that the was, outside. That one scared me when I saw it live. Yeah. I thought he hit his head on the apron going yeah. down. Yeah. Um. But. This match was great. I lo- I really like this match. I, 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 I don't want to complain too much yeah. about it. I think it was okay. I thought Walter I thought Walter was very good in this. Yeah. Uh Pierre Carlet was the standout from this for me though. He did a he did a <laughs> top rope senton. He did a, Suicide Dive, didn't he? The suicide dive. Yeah. He did the split leg moonsault. He did a moonsault. Guy was crazy, man. And uh but. he it was it was he did a fin re- Finley roll into the split-legged moonsault. Yeah, the Finley roll. I like that. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I tried to order that the other day at uh, at a sushi place. They didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, so my it was, God. It's a bad joke. But um, This was this. There was a table spot. Um, yeah. That moonsault spot, though, was just, yeah. oh, like, that was the one that made me cringe. Yeah. Because, again, it was the apron. He got Walter's chest a little red too. There were a couple of welts. Yeah, there they, it was all. The, that was probably the best part of the match to me was when they chopped back and forth. Yeah. The crowd was molten hot for this. It was a bit like uh, what was that match you showed me from Japan? Was it Misawa and Kobashi when they did the chop exchange, or was that? I think uh, that was Suzaki Kobashi. Suzaki Kobashi. That was at Noah yeah. Destiny 2005. Might have been that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was when that was like the last really good popular Tokyo Dome show. Yeah. 
I'm getting when, when like sixty nine thousand people or whatever yeah. was in there, so it so, was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was all right. It was just a brawl. It was a good fight. It was yeah. uh, just a two guys beating the heck out of each other. They yeah. kind of had similar hairdos. Yeah, <laughs> you could have thought that PCO was Walter's dad yeah. for a minute. There, yeah, absolutely. But, um, but uh, this was a great match. I love this match. Um, but before we get into more of it, here's some cool little audio for you. Uh, we actually interviewed Pierre Carl Ouellette on episode 100. This was literally like a couple days after this show. And we talked about this match. So we're going to play that audio now, just kind of going through his head on what was going on uh, with the match. And of course, we talk about that moonsault as well. You came out as really the biggest star out of WrestleMania weekend. You had that insane match with Walter. Uh, just go through the process as well. And just what went through your mind facing Walter and the competitor that Walter is. Uh, I got there uh, the day before, uh, watch, uh, watch his match the night before and I watched another of his match, uh, during the day, uh, because, uh, it was a lot of wrestling, you know, uh, uh galas, you know, a lot of wrestling, uh, e uh, event. So, uh, I could, uh, I could watch his match uh, twice at least before I made up my mind, you know, even though I, I had been watching some some pace, but live it's always you know you see the details, you see uh, every little thing that you can't see on tape. So I, I really wanted to witness that and be there live. And uh, once that I went back into my room, and I knew uh, I had to fight him. You know, uh, Friday night, the Friday night, uh, April sixth. Uh, my mind was kind of set, you know, uh, on what I had to do uh, to to have the best match possible, and and uh, for me it was my WrestleMania moment, you know. For me it was my WrestleMania match, you know. It was time to shine, and uh, nobody or nothing uh, would have stopped me from doing that. You know, I had the uh, the knife uh, between the teeth, it was going to war. And I was not going to leave any hostages behind, you know. So that was basically the story. <laughs> I mean, you, your match was incredible. There was one spot I do want to talk about, and I think you know what's coming up. That moonsault you did to Walter, where it looked like you, you know, fell flat on your face. That was a crazy spot. What was your mind, what was your mind like after that spot? Did you think, all right, we got to move on? or? I knew I knew I was going to land on my stomach. You know, uh, every time I do the moonsault on the outside or whatever, you know, I don't like to land on my feet. I, I don't like to do like a, a proper backflip. I like to land like an airplane. So uh, I was hoping, you know, to cut him a little bit more so it would break my fall a little bit. But uh, even though, you know, uh, I just caught him with my feet, uh, my wrist and my face got into the cement floor. But there was no way, no way uh, that would have stopped me. Nothing would have stopped me. Uh, I was just so mentally prepared, uh, cardio-wise. Uh, uh, every element of my game, you know, had worked on so hard. Uh, during all uh, the events, uh, the, every weekend I was working. Uh, before, prior to that, uh, Georgia uh, Spring Break too, uh, I was just trying to to get you know every uh, piece of the puzzle together. So coming to WrestleMania, I was going to be able to perform at my best and put my best move into the match and uh, put my best assets 
to that match. So it was really a build up towards that match. And describe the reaction afterwards after that match. Obviously, you took those punishing chops to Walter. I mean, your chest looked, you know, black and red at the end of it. Uh, just describe the reaction you got from fans after that match. Did you get any messages at all from, from the fans after I, your match? It's been a crazy madness. My Twitter went off the roof. I mean, everybody's adding me on Twitter now. I've had a lot of messages. You're now my favorite wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> you're my favorite wrestler now. I didn't know you before, but now you're my favorite wrestler. Uh, you killed it back then, and you killed it again. Uh, you're the MVP of WrestleMania. Uh, uh, it, it goes on and on. And, and it was on Twitter. It was on Facebook. It was on Reddit. It was on different, you know, apps. Uh, that you know, everybody was coming to me and saying, hey, "Look what I've watched. What I've seen on uh, on on Reddit apps." Look what I've seen on Facebook. Look what I've seen on Twitter. And my account of Twitter was like crazy. It's yeah. crazy madness. You know, it's like uh, I got a tons of uh, booking, you know, for uh, for the rest of the year. Basically, uh, Texas, Cleveland, Chicago, uh, Houston, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Philly, Chicago. Pro. I mean, uh after that match, like, everything went berserk, you know, and uh, uh, it's just, uh, it just been uh, incredible. incredible. My best run ever uh, in the business. I'm saying that because, you know, I had good runs before, but uh, I wasn't happy as I am right, right now. You know, I'm, I'm really enjoying Every bit of it, you know, every single moment of it, whether it's tough, whether it's uh, fun, or whatever is the moment, you know, I just, uh, I just enjoy everything, you know. I'm, I'm having so, I'm having a blast, you know, and I, and I feel like I can, uh, I can be in the ring, and I never felt like that before, uh, and get my passion across my work, you know, like. Uh, Letting the people know how passionate I am about this business and how passionate I've been through my whole life about this business, but I didn't know how to get my passion through uh, my character or through myself. And uh, now I, I found a way to do that, and uh, it's what basically that's what I had as a feedback. It's when uh, the people who were watching my match, they, they could they could say. Uh, this guy's really passionate about what he does, and that's that's what I really wanted to to be able to do uh, in the wrestling ring. So uh, I'm really really happy to be able to to come across as a passionate guy, as someone who would take uh, risk his body, uh, put his life on the line, uh, so to speak, you know, and uh, and. Uh, I've, not putting any brakes on anything and just go all in and just just go for uh, you know putting everything leaving everything there you know uh, just having uh, a blast and not thinking about I should have done that I should have done this uh, I was not intense enough I was, you know I was lacking intensity or I was lacking this or that you know like when I came out of the ring I knew I left everything there. Uh, I had a good feeling about myself and that's the way I want to wrestle every night. So there you go, his thoughts on that matchup.
And boy, oh boy. So let's 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 talk about our rating here. How would you rate this match? Because uh, the Riddle-Ellsworth match to me was just two stars. Well, first off, I marked out when I saw the cannonball. Yes. Yeah. Because, again, that was, that was the finisher that I used yeah. uh, when I was a kid. And I yeah. loved it because it was like you don't have to arch your back like the, like the Swanton. It's just a somersault off yep. the top rope. So the fact that he still pulled that off at 50 is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the match in terms of star rating, I'll give it maybe a well, maybe I was going to say between like a three and a half and a four. Yeah. Probably a four. It seemed a little slow at parts, yeah. but like, like at the same time, he's 50. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to expect, like I wasn't even expecting a lot of the stuff that he did. So like, I'll, I'll be nice. Like I'll give it a four because I, I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't mind seeing two guys beating the shit out of each, out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so. I, I am also giving this a four star. Okay. There you go. I'm a, yeah, I'm a little bit li- r- tougher on the ratings, I guess, but it's like, I looked, it was like, this is a solid four star yeah. match. This is fantastic. Enjoy. Um, so, uh, let's go on to the next match here. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Yeah. Penta El Zero Miedo versus Game Changer Wrestling GCW champion, Nick fucking Gage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because okay. Nick Gage has got a lot of people behind him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like Nick Gage, <clears throat> and uh, I, I, the thing with Nick Gage, there's a lot of talk. Obviously, you're a Jim Cornette fan. There's yeah. no hiding that. Yeah. Um, Cornette has gone on to talk about Nick Gage before and how okay. he and how Gage in the past has broken into. Uh, uh, he went to prison for breaking into banks, um, bank robberies. Must have missed that shoot. I'm gonna have to look that up when I get home. But uh, <laughs> he he uh, he's out of court. He's out of jail, and uh, he's wrestling again. Um, you know, they try to hype this up on commentaries like he's paid his debt to society, and yeah. now he's trying to rebuild his life. And I'll give him that chance. By you know? by by act by by beating the shit out of people with yeah, things. Interesting. With, with things with yeah. glass and light tubes and. Hey, so you got to get the aggression out somehow. Might as well do it at a wrestling ring. Um, but uh, yeah. this match, uh, I was actually kind of excited for it because I knew that Nick Gage would beat the crap out of people. And uh, Pentel Zero Miedo, big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Love, love the character. I like the look. Recently Impact World Champion. I know. Uh, yeah. And Crazy. Then, and then, uh, and then, spoiler alert for the Impact Wrestling. Oh yeah. Oops. Lo- lo- lost the lost the tape lost the title at the tapings. All twelve. Back to yeah, Aries. Sorry. Yeah. For like two weeks, so okay. he held the title for like two weeks. You're only gonna make like twelve people angry. I, I know. I know. I shouldn't make fun. I really yeah. like competition. Again, yeah. I'm. Every time I see, I hear WCW or I listen to Tony Schiavone's podcast or Bischoff's, I die inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things as well. Uh, about this match, it was your standard hardcore match. Uh, there wasn't anything like glass tubes or light tubes or whatever you tu- yogurt tubes, whatever. There wasn't any of those sort of tubes in this match. Um, but there were some doors. Yeah, yeah. Although they, it was really just like planks of wood, like door or plank of wood. Well, yeah, whatever it was. It I was mean, just you were stupid. you worked at Home Depot. Were they wood or were they were they doors? <laughs> they were seemed like wood to me. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this match, it was your, it was a good hardcore match. Um, there was uh, there was a DVD through the door at one point. Um, Nick Gage uh, dived over the barricade. It depends on El Zero Miedo. There was one spot in this match 
where Nick Gage is laying down on, I think it's the rain announcer's table or yeah. the timekeeper's table or whatever. Timekeeper's table. And then they put the broken door on top of him. Oh, and, and he's then, holding it. And then Penta does the elbow and he mm-hmm. really strives to drive in. But there, it was an I am the table moment and didn't break. <laughs> the table didn't break. The table didn't break. I laughed. Um. So... Um, other than that, I thought it was a fun little hardcore match. Nothing crazy. Uh, I've seen better hardcore matches. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was it was a fun little match. It was a nice little match after the PCO match. It's, it's hard to go after that PCO match mm-hmm. with a hardcore match. Um, but uh, I thought for what they were able to do, I thought it was good. I thought it sucked. I don't like this style at all. I just It was just annoying to me that just... Oh, God, they're going to hit him with this now. You're going to hit him with that now. I think what was, like, the best move? Uh, the Falcon Arrow? Falcon Arrow, I think, Cage <laughs> was really good, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, again, it's just not my style. I, I don't I don't like I don't like it. It shortens careers. It yep. doesn't – I'm sorry, but I know some of the fans were into it, and they're that's their prerogative. Yep. I just don't like it because I, it, I think that that kind of thing just numbs people to – uh, violence and so if they were to see blood or see people get hit with furniture or like chairs or whatever or get thrown through a table yeah. it's no longer going to be a big deal they're yeah. going to want more and more yeah. and it's just more like, tables more yeah, chairs they're being bloodthirsty more inferno. it's like why why do you i'm sorry I, I don't understand you if you can't if you're if you're good enough to perform without that stuff do that and mm-hmm. you can do it but maybe i just sound outdated and old school but um then what did he do? He uh, he, got he got on the mic after his, after yeah. the pinfall. Oh, star rating. Star rating? Yeah. Uh, two. Two. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was three and a quarter. Not at all. I was thought it was a good. I thought it was a nice little hardcore match. Not at all. I, the fact that this went almost ten minutes, yeah. uh, and the Matt Riddle Stephen Ellsworth match. Stephen Ellsworth James Ellsworth. You mean? I'm sorry. My I my apologies to my friend Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm so sorry, buddy Stonewall. If you're listening, uh, that I'm very sorry. That was a slip of the tongue. There you go. Love you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, if I ever get a ball hockey team going again he's not going to be my goalie uh, anymore um, uh yes yeah, so james ellsworth no relation yeah uh, and if there is that's a double apology wow yeah no uh 938 i think this match was yeah. uh that should i think it should have been reversed this should have been like maybe three or four this yeah. was terrible um and you didn't then like this i i thought it no was good. i thought it was a fine hardcore match no they both have charisma i'll give them yeah. that but especially uh, penta El Zero Miedo. Mm-hmm. I, I like a, i like penta i'm a big penta fan there was a with a power bomb through the door yep. there was the uh the DVD, the Death Valley Driver. What what what's the finisher uh, gauge? You choke choke breaker. Yeah. yeah. Eh. Choke I, breaker. Yeah. It's kind of like one handed choke breaker. Put him on the back. I thought that was kind of cool. There was like a little well, bit. Could have been. I think he, I think it would have been better if it was a lighter opponent because Pence is a big guy. So and and Nick Gage isn't like. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Please Pen- don't kill me, Nick Gage. But, <laughs> uh, Pen- yeah, Pen- Penta seems like he's a bit like uh, Laparca type or Ultimo Dragon where you can use him in the Cruiserweight division. You can yeah. use him anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. They're, it just, again, it wasn't really my style. It was cool to see a yeah. Penta driver, though. That was nice. But Gage cut a post-match promo. That was stupid. We couldn't hear him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because the, the audio sound was terrible. system, the audio was not very good. Yeah. They kind of just relied off the echo from the arena. All I heard was Nick Gage saying he was going to fuck people up. Yeah, and he called somebody a pussy. Yes. Like, come on, pussy. And yeah. then he was like. And then like, he'll meet you out at the parking lot. Yeah, and he was like, he was chummy chummy with some of the fans that liked him. And then the other fans that didn't like him, he was kind of. Gave the bird. And yeah. 
It's like, so, are you a healer? Are you a baby face? Are you, maybe he's the anti hero. I think he's the anti hero. He, he's probably anti hero. Yeah. He was. It, it was. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, he you know robbed a bank, so <laughs> you know. He's he's tough. Yeah. Uh, next is he's gonna find Jesus. Maybe they'll put that into a gimmick. I that don't could know. be a hell of a gimmick. Although Born, the king Nick Gage. Born again, Nick Gage. No. Yeah. Don't. I don't want Nick Gage to listen to this. Kill us, please. <laughs> Uh, cause, cause, cause that guy, like, you know, the hardcore matches, I don't want to mess with a hardcore match wrestler. Cause he, they know what they're doing. Oh, I, I'm not denying he can't fuck me up. I just, <laughs> I just, I just wish he'd do more wrestling and less, uh, you know, he had, furniture he had the nice sell. Falcon arrow though. Yeah. He had, he had did. a nice couple moves. That's what I'm saying. If he can do more nice moves, it wouldn't be as bad. But um, anyway. So we go on to the next match. Yes. Mike Quackenbush versus David Starr. Favorite one of the night. This was your favorite match of the yes. night? Yes. Um, this was definitely up there. It's either the PCO Walter or this match. That's, uh, mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, so this was the dream match that they, that for yep. David Starr, you hadn't seen too much David Starr before this. Right? No, none. Zero. Uh, David Starr, he's wrestled for C4, of course. Um, Mike Quackenbush, a lot of people remember him from Chikara. There's also that famous spot with him versus Claudio Castagnoli, also known as Cesaro, yes. where they did that Love sunset him. flip rotation <laughs> in the middle. That was pretty cool. Um, this was a very good match. I really enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though the crowd wasn't that good. Unfortunately, they weren't invested in this. No, they weren't, which is too bad because this is probably the closest thing you're actually going to get on this whole show to a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Aside from the PCO Walter match, which was yeah. like a good little brawl. Yeah. Uh, this was great. Uh, Quackenbush did a tremendous job. Um, yeah. I thought Star is pretty darn good too. Yeah. I might have to watch more of his stuff. Um, he, he's ha- he's been doing some very good stuff in Germany. Walter was on commentary for this, by the way. And uh, yeah. Walter and, and David Starr have a feud, so I think that's what he was trying to do. But they were David Starr was cutting a promo at the start of this, and the commentators wouldn't shut up. Like, I'm fine, like, with commentators being like, oh, what a heel. But mm-hmm. they could not shut up. It's like, I wa- it's like, it's like, you can acknowledge and be like, oh, I don't like this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you know, I don't want to hear him speak. It's like somebody take the microphone away from him. But they could not shut up. I wanted to hear what he was going to that, say. That upset me a little bit. Yeah, oh, by the way. Especially with such, because the microphone ability, like, going on pay-per-view was bad in the first place. Yeah. So, literally, all we heard were the commentators, like, get this fucking guy out of here. Yeah. But a lot of swearing on commentary. By the way, I forgot to mention, uh, speaking of PC on Walter, just real quick, yeah. the end. Well, luckily they were gonna go. For oh the yeah, shake. we had yeah. to mention that because we we said we were gonna mention it. Yeah. We didn't. I loved it. It was great. Yes, it the was, ended where so uh, they stared at each other down. Walter looked at PCO, gave him a chop across the chest. PCO gave him a chop back, and then Walter yeah gave the handshake. And I thought that was awesome. That was one of my favorite little spots of the night. That was, that was great. That was awesome. I yeah. loved that because I was going, oh my god, they're gonna go at it, and then he goes, here you go, here's my hand. I was like. It's like yeah. a respect thing. I yeah. thought that was badass. I absolutely. That was absolutely wonderful. Uh, but back to this. Quackenbush, you know, basic hold. Star knows how to work. There were uh, some really good, good transitions on this. Yeah. And uh, he's and uh, Walter was on commentary talking about always beating David Starr, specifically yeah. in WXW. I thought Walter wasn't that bad. No. But it's, I thought actually he was probably one of the more bearable people on commentary. He was okay. Um, I mean, there was... There was at, when the, the promo... The promo at the beginning. They were talking. I'm gonna have a stroke from after this show. 
I swear to God. The <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the clusterfuck yet. And I'm, oh. and I'm just like, and I'm already, cl- you know. We're almost there. Head. We're almost there. Oh, we got a lot to say about the clusterfuck. Mm. Um, <laughs> so this match was really good. Um, if you ever get the chance to see David Starr WXW, very good stuff. Mm-hmm. 16 Garrett Cold is the shows to watch. Um, Walter, again, fantastic wrestler. Mm-hmm. I love Walter. Um, Mike Quackenbush was really good here. There's some cool little moves. Uh, the abdominal stretch, and then Star pushed him out. Quackenbush rolled back into the abdominal stretch. I thought that was a cool little transition. Um, there were some nice little submission holds that uh, Quack put in. Um, there were some nice stiff moves. I guess the really the only thing was crowd wasn't as into it as I thought they would be. Which is a shame because I really, I really liked it. Um, you know, Quackenbush was the 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 baby face. Uh, Star took on sort of that uh, heelish, arsehole uh, heel, <laughs> heel 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 character. I think yep. it was good. Quackenbush was that like resilient baby face. You know, yep. hundred and whatever pounds soaking wet. Yeah, uh, I kind of looked like a Power Ranger, <laughs> <laughs> minus the mask, but it was good. No, I, I again, I. I he, he knows how to work. Yeah, uh, they both do. I I thought it was good. It had just the right mix of high spots, holds. It's what I like. I don't yep. mind a little bit as long as it's not too much. Had a little bit of, you know, it, it was good. It had a little bit of everything that I that I liked in wrestling. Yep. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, uh, Quackenbush to me could pull off being a cruiserweight. Yep. And uh, but again, he wasn't all high spots. No. He sold. He did his. He did his. He, he got his he, shit in. He's a very good wrestler. They both got their shit in, yep. but they. Now still I know you're not a big a fan. I know you're not a big fan of his wrestling philosophy with the whole Chikara deal. It's a little too hokey for me. Too hokey for yeah. you. Um, but you can admit that he's very good in the ring. Uh, you know what? How old is he? 38? 38, I think. They've hired people that are older WWE. I think Quackenbush, like even like a one-year run on 205 Live would be yeah. a good idea. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, probably not. He was brought in as a guest trainer, though, for at the Performance Center. So, right. Uh, he could definitely work. He could definitely okay. work. Um, so they have his number. <laughs> <laughs> they have his number, yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, star rating? Four. Four. Four as well. Yeah. Four as well for me. Uh, and uh, so afterwards, uh, David Starr put over Mike Quackenbush uh, after the match. There was a lot of this, and it's like, I understand why, but it was literally almost every match except the clusterfuck. I thought it was, I thought the promo shouldn't have happened at all. Yeah. Completely unnecessary. You put him over. In the, or, Especially because Starr was kind of working heel in the match. Yeah, like Quackenbush put him over, and Starr didn't have to. And that's the thing, too. Yeah, if he's a heel, if he were to have cut the promo, he should have been like, get that old decrepit son of a bitch out of here. Something like that, yeah. You know, get him out of here. Yeah. You know, it's the new generation now. Not, oh, I've been, you know, like we know. You hyped it up, but <laughs> But maybe <laughs> that's not up. his fault. Maybe that was, I don't know. But great. Okay. You ready? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you ready? Are you sure we should keep this uncensored? You, <laughs> I'm worried you're well, going well, to... We, we, oh, oh, it's going to be uncensored. We're like, if you need to add in, like, bleeps, because I, I am so disgusted with this idea of a match. Okay, oh, let's get into this. For um, God's sakes. The clusterfuck match. Yeah, No Mercy Survival. There you go. No Mercy Survival if mode. If anyone's played the video game. So the, the rules of the match are simple. The Royal Rumble rules with eliminations also occurring being by pin, submission, over the top, or death. Yeah. Um, and, and no and no counter. No time no. clock. Just, yeah, it was oh, really coming out now. Really, really random. 
Holy Please. crap was commentary bad on this because they are wasted. And they admitted that they were on oh, yes. on on a, on a show that you're numerous yeah. occasions they uh now in their defense this is supposed to be a fun show and everybody else is you know not fully there. A Would you show up drunk to work? Uh, what? Would you show up drunk to work though? No. No. Um, <laughs> or admit that you I, are. I like my job. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the commentators was this was was Ron Funches. He's a stand-up comedian. He's actually mm. been on the Just for Laughs sort of deal. Right. Um, big wrestling fan actually. Mm-hmm. He was wasted. <laughs> um, well, he said he's like two bottles of vodka deep. Yeah. Oh, this, he was horrible. Is so. <coughs> excuse me. It was. Let's dive right into this. Oh, God. First up is Jimmy Lloyd. He's mm-hmm. the winner of last year's cluster. Right. Afterwards was Session Moth Martina. Session Moth Martina, uh, Scottish girl, uh, from uh, ICW, mm-hmm. also wrestled in the uh, Indies in, in Europe and England, UK. And uh, they had, they opened it up and it was silly. The Session Moth Martina I like Session Moth Martina. She's I like throwing the beads on the fans yeah, and, the and dancing around and dr- drinking. Pouring yeah. beer. It's a f- fan's yeah, mouth. Sandman or ODB? Like. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty much a combination yeah. of both those. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, I got to get through this. Um, <laughs> so they they had a little bit of a tie-up at first, and then uh, <laughs> Lloyd was in the corner. And Session Moth Martina did the Bronco Buster. That was a li- little later on. I don't even know what the fuck a Session Moth is. Uh, I, l- I actually like Session Moth as a character. I don't know what it means. What is a Session Moth? I, I don't know. Okay. I-, I probably I probably should know, but I don't know. Let's go third person out just r- almost <laughs> immediately. The the Calvin Klein model lookalike there? Orange Cassidy comes yeah. out. Nothing orange about him. Not now his, his, hair. his gimmick is that he takes his time with everything. He's from Chikara. So he was slowly coming out to the ring. And he spits orange juice or something. <sighs> he was slowly coming out to the ring. And he hadn't even gone to the ring yet. And they already announced the fourth person. Yeah, what the hell? The fourth person was Wheeler Utah. Right. Mar- Session Both Martina hit a Bronco Buster on Jimmy Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Then Utah hit one as well. Mm-hmm. Then Martina did one again. Mm-hmm. Number five that came out, Kurt Stallion. Uh, <laughs> number five is Kurt Stallion. Uh, Stallion trained by Michael Elgin. Yes, um, a little cowboy look on. You got a little bit of a cowboy look going. A little Stan Hansen, a little JBL, a little bit. Yeah, more Hawk. Justin Hawk. Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Yeah, not Hawk. Hawk, Yeah. Well, well. (laughs) No. Um, Kurt Stallion came in. He worked with Yuta a bit. Number six. uh, They don't name him, but it's facade. Yeah, I mean Yuta and Stallion had a little nice little back and forth, uh, but. uh, Um. Facade actually had a really cool move, I thought. Was he the dude with the dreadlocks and the yeah. really and the really pretty lady? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um he did he He's did, gonna like, kick my ass if that's his wife. <laughs> um he's he did a twisting four fifty, yeah. which was kind of cool after walking across the ropes. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, he's he, I like him actually. I thought he was pretty good. I didn't think he I didn't we were kind of confused because we thought he already went in the ring, but mm-hmm. I but I remember he actually got on top of the apron and then got up, and so yeah. he technically wasn't yeah. eliminated. Yeah, I thought he was. I'm like, he, well, he's over the top because yeah. he came back later on in in, in this match. Yeah. So so yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, it's a clusterfuck. It, it's a clusterfuck, my yeah. friend. We, we can't judge it. Commentators didn't know who this one. 
Uh, he then eliminated uh, Kurt Stallion. So we didn't get to see too much of Kurt, but uh, he was uh, picked up by Rena Bonner a bit. He was part of their top prospect tournament. To hell with the commentators. Like, they were dropping too many F-bombs for my liking, and they were they were making fun of everything. And no. Yeah. Number seven. Yeah. I came out in this cluster. You did, yeah, you, you're I your came doppelganger, out yeah. Hordeswoggle came <laughs> out in this, sorry. Um, <laughs> the crowd didn't I'm just have reading, a peak. I'm just reading the, comment, the notes. It's like, commentary are completely wasted. Oh, yeah. He started hitting German suplexes on everybody. Hornswoggle. Yeah, slash cause, me. Because that's believable. I yeah. hit a bunch of German yeah. suplexes on yeah. people. <laughs> um, and then number eight, you hear him call his name and it feels like home. When you call his name, it's like a little prayer. Mm. You're down on your knees, Marco. He wants to take you there. I don't care if he wants to take me there. I'm <laughs> getting off the bus. Fredo uh, uh, came yeah. out. Yeah, not a fan. And Swoggle came in. He tried to do a German suplex on Grado. Yeah. And then Grado attacked him with his belly. Yeah. He did. Uh, it was essentially like a freight train. Just he just kind of ran right into me slash Swoggle. Anybody, though, who has the balls to come out to Madonna is kind of that, that good for him. But He got him over, though. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan it's of the style. Huge o- it, he's hugely over in Scotland for ICW. He's from Scotland, eh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, he's from Scotland. Yeah. Um. So... Number nine, Kikutaru. Right. Uh, and Kikutaro, he did. <laughs> this made you burst into laughter when you saw this. Oh, yeah. So he went to the top rope. He grabbed Grado's hand, I believe. Uh, Does the rope walk? He did the rope walk. Uh, and then he was. he did the rope walk. And then he slipped and he crotched himself during yeah. this. And you burst into laughter. Yeah, this. because he, I wasn't sure if like that slip was purposely done or if it was just a work. But I, I I'm pretty died. sure it's a work. I mean, Kikutaro is a comedy character. So, OK, yeah, that. Yeah, I laughed pretty hard. And then he had a shirt buffet club instead of bullet club. I'm like, is this a real is this a real is thing? this a rib? Is this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this a rib or the. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Ribs. So he did the rope walk. Number 10. It was kind of confusing at first because nobody was coming out. Then we realized number 10 is the Invisible Man. Invisible. That uh, pretty much solidified my hatred for this entire match. He ran wild on everybody during this. Everybody took bumps for the Invisible Man. He tossed Kikutaro, and then he made Hornswoggle slash me submit. He made me tap. The Invisible Man made Zach McGibbon tap. Yeah, how's your arm? Slash Hornswoggle. How's your arm? Uh, You know, my shoulder's not feeling too great. Your rotator cuff. Yeah, rotator cuff's a little bit off. Um, (laughs) Get up from under the table. Oh, you already are. Um, (laughs) Number 11 is Joe Gacy. Right. uh, CZW guy, but apparently he had a following out with CZW as far as I know. Um, Not hardcore enough? I guess. I don't know. He ran wild for a bit. Number 12, Earl Cooter. He actually had a trial for WWE, I believe. Right. And, uh, well, he didn't make it, but... Uh, he looked like Dolph Ziggler. He looked just... The commentary team noticed that as well. It's like, who I is that? They went, they went, who is that? It's Dolph Ziggler. Like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And then yeah. one guy went, it's Dolph Ziggler. And I laughed. Um, Number 13. Uh, fuck Chris, the Invisible Man. I'm sorry. Chris Dickinson. <laughs> He came out smoking a cigarette. He had a mask on. <sighs> he came out to real American. That pissed me off. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's not Hogan, so who's this jabroni? And then he comes out with, like, American flag pants. Yep. Like, And then he burns people with, like, a cigarette, and he's yep. like, you're an idiot. So, Facade took him out. Dickinson fired back. Eliminated Facade. He then tossed Jimmy Lloyd. 
And then he powerbombed uh, Wheeler Yuta to the floor for the elimination. Yeah. But the ring announcer named it as different things. He has been ejected. He has been killed. Yeah. He has died. Unbelievable. This is the clusterfuck, my friends. Yeah, there, there's no going back. You kill him, you kill him. It's uh, it's like, <laughs> you know, Prince Puma getting killed. It's uh, you know. While all this is going on, Orange Cassidy is still making his way to the ring. Mm-hmm. So, he, so his shtick is like he's just incredibly weak. He's incredibly yeah. slow. And slow. Incredibly right. slow. He's still making his way to the ring. And uh, we were kind of confused. It's like, is the Invisible Man still in this? Uh, and then we realized he was because Yuta started freaking out. And yeah. that was because the Invisible Man was kicking into the gut of Wheeler Yuta. Oh, my God. This is why people don't take wrestling seriously. It's because of garbage like this. I, I, I mean, really, these guys are taking bumps as if someone's, someone's you know, beating on them. But, but really, it's just, they're pretending it's an invisible person. I mean, are yeah. you serious right now? Come on. Dickinson pinned Grado. Yeah. Number 14, Dan the Beast Severin. Yeah, that was pleasantly surprising. He came out in a sweaty gray t-shirt, <laughs> and he just immediately grappled with Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And you could tell who was the better wrestler of the two in terms of amateur wrestling. Obviously, yes. Dan Severin. Yes. <laughs> and uh, by the way, you can listen back to the archives to our interview with Dan Severin. Yeah. Nice little plug there. Clusterfuck. What, the interview or the match? The match. Okay, I was like, whoa, I guess you won't be having him back on. No, I don't want to make Dan Severman, although he's a very nice guy, Dan Severman. No, it seemed like an all right interview. He had a sweaty gray t-shirt on, grappled right away. Number 15, Alabama doink. Alabama doink. Not any doink. Alabama doink. That pissed me off, too. You were not happy at this point. No, because I thought that, like, the evil, the original doink character played by Matt Bourne was actually awesome. Yes. Before Vince heel, decided to make them all, and yeah, you know, whatever. But um, to decide before he so, wanted to make a marketable children, this was freaking retarded. So I'm going to describe this to you right now. Alabama Doink attacked Dan Severin mm-hmm. at Joy Janela's Spring Break 2 over WrestleMania weekend in 2018. Yeah. I could just see the fire in your eyes from this. And then what and then the commentator Severin fortunately tossed him. Then Dickinson tossed Severin out, which made me upset because I was wanted to see some more Dan Severin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's also what fifty eight. Yeah, yeah. There's only Older so much guy. he can eat. The poor guy's gonna do. But well, at he the was same at time. Uh, he was at the clusterfuck, or sorry, he was at uh, Spring Break last year uh-huh. facing Matt Riddle, and actually a very good match. Yeah, he put Matt Riddle over. Yep, put Matt yeah. Riddle over. What did um, the commentator say? Uh, what was the difference between uh, regular Doink and Alabama Doink? Oh, he's sleeping with his cousin. Oh my God, number sixteen. <laughs> Ricky Shane Page. Yes. Uh, another another guy uh, known for some of his hardcore moves, but a good wrestler. Yeah. I've seen him at C4. Nice guy. Yeah. Dickinson attacked him. Number 17, Marcus Crane. Mealy blows a spot. <laughs> so Dickinson powerbombed him. Yeah. Number 18 is two masked guys. Yeah, they didn't, we never got their names, did we? Uh, Well, I, they didn't say who they were because you see commentary made note that they had no notes yeah well you could tell uh <laughs> they were also hammered and the fact that they sent two guys out at once was yeah. ridiculous um so i believe i actually do have the two names for it was an arrow boy and crazy boy was it arrow boy and drastic boy they are from an uh, Me- uh mexican indie okay. dtu i believe it's called etu D-T-U. DTU. dtu i don't know what that stands for i don't know either 
I have not watched too much Mexican Lucha Libre <laughs> Indie, so I'm not really the guy to talk to for that sort of stuff. Some. So I guess they're 18 and 19. I don't know. They went over Dickinson, and they double-pinned him. Number 19, Gulak came out. Rory Gulak. Yeah. Drew even, Gulak's brother. Didn't even know he had a brother. And yeah. he came out in the same gimmick, same music as Drew Gulak. But instead of the sign that said, no fly zone, no clusterfucks. <laughs> I, I, I popped. I laughed at that. I got to laugh out of that, too. <laughs> More notes here. Commentary is so wasted. They were. They were awful. They actually took away from. Well, actually, I don't know. Could you really take away from this? I mean, even more than you than it was already taking away from itself. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Rory Gulak. Uh. We were all thought he was gonna attack them with the sign, which yeah. would have been. I think would have got a pop out of me. Yeah. Um. So number twenty, Nate Webb. He went into the crowd. And the entirety of Teenage Dirtbag played. Oh, practice. my God. That pissed me off. I, I looked. I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I popped when I heard, like, is that Teenage Dirtbag? Because, yeah. you know, I liked that song when I was younger. Yeah. It's not new. It's funny. It's it's a good song. But, like, the fact that he went around the crowd literally for the entirety of the song. And that song has got to be, what, four minutes, five minutes maybe? Yeah. It took a know. while for him to get to the ring. But the crowd wasn't into it either. And they yeah. were even chanting, like, get in the ring, weren't they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. <laughs> so this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so you know anything let's keep on about going here. Uh, it gets worse. He laid out Gulak finally as he got in the ring and pinned him. This took, like, four minutes, five minutes. Number 21, All Ego, Ethan Page. Another interview on Wrestling With Ideas. He's good. I like him. I am a big fan of Ego Page yeah. as well. All Ego, Ethan Page. Um, Nate Webb continued to run wild. Missed a cannonball. Number 22, another recent interview. Uh, yeah, another guy that, I, uh, that I've that i I've really quickly took note of. He's, uh, yeah. Maxwell Jacob Freeman. MJF. MJF. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's got a lot of charisma. Yeah. He can work. You see, he and I, we don't get along. You don't, eh? Yeah, we don't get along. Mm. He insulted Canadians in, in the interview. Mm. We don't get along. What a shame. It's unfortunate. What you know? a shame. He, uh, he, he called me a peon during the interview. Called you a peon? Yeah. Unbelievable. MJF and I don't get along. Dude. I'm sure you just got off to a bad start. Well, you? you know what? He he and I, you know, we, we, we argued back and forth. And, yeah. you know, he, he said that Putin wasn't good. What? What an ass. What? Maybe it depends on where he went. Maybe he, uh, maybe he just went to the wrong place. Mm, maybe know. they were grating the cheese instead of putting the cheese grids on, and he had a bad experience. I don't know. But, I don't know. But uh, MJF and I, we don't get along. Um, <laughs> Ethan Page and MJF uh, tossed the two mask guys, uh, Drastic Boy and Arrow Boy. Yes. And uh, Ricky Shane Page is back, also not eliminated. MJF rolled him up, eliminated him. Mm -hmm. Seth Moth Martina, Session Moth Martina, mm -hmm. is back, pulled a condom from her pants, and used it as a mandible claw. That was awful. She was either going for, like, a mandible claw or, like, the cobra or whatever. I think it was a mandible claw type deal. Yes. And, like, I thought she'd been eliminated, but when she pulls a condom out of her pants, I said, this is ridiculous. Get this out of here. And then Paige rolled her up. She's gone. Orch mm -hmm. Cassidy, finally Finally made his way to the ring. Yep. He fires up as only he can. Mm hmm He orange juice miss. That was disgusting. MJF and Paige. Yeah. He hit a double joke slam. Cassidy went up top and falls to the mat and then got pinned. But afterwards, the pin he furiously kicked out. But too little too late. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was really hokey for me. I I didn't care for that at all. But. The Invisible Man fires up, worked over Paige and MJF. <sighs> yeah. Jimmy Lloyd is still there and pile drives the Invisible Man. But you see, under the Louisiana State Athletic Commission, you're not allowed to pile drive people. So the commissioner disqualified Jimmy Lloyd from the match for the pile driver. And then Ethan Page attacked Nate Webb. He and MGF cover him for a two. So they did this tag team sort of deal. Like a divide and conquer strategy? Or no, they were they were double teaming. Yeah. Yeah. And then Page and MGF attacked referee Bryce Remsburg, who's actually a very good referee. He fires up, runs wild, hit a scoop slam on MJF, I believe. MJF then low blows him and tosses him to the floor. And you asked at that point, you asked, you asked at this point, um, <laughs> Is was he in the match? <laughs> oh yeah, no, because I wasn't sure, you right? Because sure. the referee gets in on it. Yeah. Apparently, he's a former wrestler, and he starts doing spots. And I'm going, is he <laughs> in the match too now? Because it is a clusterfuck, so it wouldn't have surprised me. I figured one of the announcers was going to get in on it too. And then but. finally, finally, the last entrant into this, out of all the piece people you could possibly <laughs> think of, but who were to come out? But. Fucking Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey fucking Whipwreck. ECW uh, legend. Yeah. He was the final person in this. And he could still work. Yeah. He, he gained a couple pounds along the way. He was a bigger guy, but it he happens. could still work. He, yeah. he shaved his head bald. Yeah. Um. He he was... I actually liked Mikey in this. And Me then, too. And then uh, MGF went up top. Whipwreck tossed Page into him. Mm-hmm. And then Webb then pinned Ethan Page... MJF cubs, cuts off the whippersnapper, hits a splash for the elimination. MJF then eliminates Webb, but just as MJF thinks he's won it, the Invisible Man comes back into the match, rolls up MJF, and gets the victory in 40-10 of a match. Complete a pile of steaming dog shit. This match doesn't even deserve one star. It doesn't deserve half a star. If there's like a negative rating I can give it, this like this is just complete garbage. A zero. Negative zero. eleven teen, if that's a number. <laughs> eleven teen. <laughs> like it's a dud. It's a dud. It's it, a dud uh, yeah. As 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 uh, some websites would probably call it to be a dud. Uh this was this was garbage. And I joked with you, and I noticed you kind of looked to the side when I said it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I said, for God's sakes. Could you imagine if the Invisible Man won this? And I knew I watched the show beforehand, and I, I was and like, sure enough, I was like, oh boy, it was horrible. I, this Invisible Man thing is like almost as like it, it's actually I don't know if it's worse or just as bad as like wrestling an inflatable doll. But what, let me tell you this: Do you think it lived up to what its billing was as a clusterfuck? Well, <laughs> yeah, it did because <laughs> it was a clusterfuck. But the fact that this was booked. As as a good idea, like oh yeah, we can have a fun show, but this was still stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm so I, I just think the whole thing was stupid with the Invisible Man. I mean, if they took away the Invisible Man thing, it would have been less bad. At less least bad. that would have been a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, that was just idiotic. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you doing? How What the, Why? How do you put over? Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, I don't understand. I, I where how, do you how dare me? you call the Invisible Man nothing? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, he's a person. She is a person. I never what thought. I never thought the most appropriate term would be seen as believing, especially in terms of the Invisible Man. But <laughs> 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 what? 
Um, you can't see me. I know. You can't see me, no. Ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, the Invisible Man won this thing. You gave it a dud. I gave huh. it a star. A star. Why? Because Mikey Whipwreck okay. could still work. Well, yeah. I liked MJF and Ethan Page. They mm-hmm. knew that it was silly, but mm-hmm. they played their roles well. Um, and uh, there were a couple of genuine laughs out of me. And that's what I think the clusterfuck was meant to do. But it was not a match that so you, I would go back and watch. Okay, so you gave it at least a star. You didn't give it like two stars or anything. No. So oh, no, no. It's it's the most it, give it, it was star. too long. No, the most I gave it was a star. I, I mean, I would I would have made it like 30 minutes, not 40. Yeah. Uh, I would have made it 20 minutes to be clear. Even 20 minutes would have been even better, actually. Yeah, the so Invisible Man just absolute garbage. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't understand why anyone thought this would be funny. This would be a good idea. I I, I guess again, what if he won like a championship? Who's gonna carry it? Just gonna sit somewhere in the ring? Like, what are you What are you gonna do? How do you How do you do that? How There's do you... special effects for this, you know. Are you gonna? Well, how are you gonna? CGI, have a... my friend. Just like how Rusev said, CGI Lana into the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna CGI a wrestler. This no, just no. So, let's get to our main event. After this clusterfuck, not a bad one. Uh, I think it it was it was also a little too lengthy. But Joey Janela versus the Great Sasuke. Yeah. Um, it was it was a little long. Sasuke looked really good. He repackaged himself too. Yes, uh, like a Buddhist monk doing this like Buddhist monk thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought the match. I thought the match itself. You know, again, hardcore match. A little too much. A little too much. There were some good spots, though. Um, again, I think it was a little too long. I think if they cut this down a little bit, it would have been a good, ma- it would have been a solid main event match. But uh, it wasn't bad, you know. I just think the crowd wasn't into it as well because they went through forty minutes of the clusterfuck, and so now they have to go through this hardcore match again. That's also going pretty long. Um, I'm a big fan of Joey Janela. I I like Joey Janela. I think mm-hmm. he's got a good character. He came out with Penelope Ford there as well, and Penelope mm-hmm. Ford, a very good valet for him. Um, Sasuke, I thought was really cool in this. There were some cool spots with Sasuke when he kipped up back into his uh, Buddhist monk. That pose. was cool. Yeah, that was a pretty cool spot. Um, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of different spots here. Um, oh my god, the uh, senton when uh, Sasuke was sitting in the chair and Sasuke moved out of the way and Janela took that spot to the outside. Oh the yeah, chair. that was brutal. I told you before this is like I am a big Joey Janela fan, but some of the bumps he takes are just. Yeah, crazy. Um, very talented, very charismatic. That was one of the things I noticed right away. I'm yeah. not big on all the bumps he's taken and all yeah. the hardcore crap because I think he's talented enough to not yeah. need all that. I think yeah. he's excellent. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not big on that, you know, style. Yeah, or or, or him childishly kind of yelling "fuck Jim Cornette" when he just yeah. spot on the on the apron. Yeah, but. the Death Valley driver on the apron. Yeah, because because uh, Corn- Cornette came, uh, went after him for that. Yeah, so understandable. Um, and so, uh, this match again, too long, in my opinion, I think if it was cut down to like 15 to 20 minutes, I think this would have been a really fun match. Well, how long, how long did it, did it end up? It was 26 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like 15 or 20 would have been a good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it just went a little too long, but they had, they had to make room for something at the end and we'll get to that. That's true. There was one spot, which I felt bad for Sasuke. He tried to put a trash can over his head and do a dive. Oh, but he, he struggled. But he couldn't get up on the top rope and keep the trash can on. So finally, he just said "fuck it" and he, he just it. did a dive, which also looked just as bad. And he, he tossed the trash can at him. And yeah. yeah, I, I actually preferred that. 
So, so originally, what was he supposed to do? Get inside the trash can and jump on him? Because that wouldn't have hurt. Like, <laughs> that would have hurt a lot. Can you imagine being inside of a trap? I think it was a plastic trash can and jumping on. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Would hurt them both. Like, what if Sasuke would have got a? That's just yeah. I wasn't. Like I said, I wasn't big on like all the hardcore crap. Uh, but aside from that, like there were some good spots in the match. Joey Janela can work. Yeah. Uh, again, very charismatic, good heel. Mm-hmm. Great Sasuke, unbelievable for his age. He still got it. He's in yeah. decent enough shape. So yeah, yeah you know, um, Joey Janela's got a, a, a absolutely gorgeous girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and she kind of got involved. I thought that spot was hilarious when she was kind of oh, seducing him when they were dancing. It was kind of like the Carl Anderson spot in New Japan with Maria Kanellis. Yeah. Where, you know, Maria's dancing and Carl's like. Oh. Nice, this is going on. And then AJ joined in later on. Yeah. Um, that's what it reminded me of. Janela attacks him from behind. And yeah. I was like, Discus. the KG veteran got, got fooled. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, overall, I thought this was a fine match. Uh, what would you give that star rating? Three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I was debating on giving this between a three and a three and a half. Yeah. Um, me too, actually. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go three and a half too. Okay. Um, it's funny cause it's like, we both have different opinions, but we're also appreciative of the work that's put in. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to keep an open mind as much yeah. as I can, but yeah. the hardcore stuff needs it's to just go not away. You. Just yeah. not you. No. Um, so that's it for, uh, Joey Janela's spring break Two. Uh, overall opinion on the show. Uh, <laughs> 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 Just I don't want to see it ever again. Okay. Uh, Which is interesting because of the, some of the star ratings, but it's like it's not your style, right? Yeah, so it's and like, uh, let's not forget that Sasuke and Janela as in a weird show of sportsmanship instead of, I mean, I don't remember if they shook hands or not, but they were singing It's My Life by Bon Jovi. I oh, love yeah. that song. Oh, yeah. Big Bon Jovi fan. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. Uh, completely. You're also a Nickelback he, fan, so... Yeah, sort of. Some okay. of their stuff I like. Um, okay. okay, fine. I can I can get behind. They're, they're older stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know the fact that I like any of it, right? Yeah. No, I like I like Nickelback better when Chad Kroger actually kind of looked more like a cocker spaniel. I like that. <laughs> but uh, I uh, anyway, I am gonna get uh, killed <laughs> by Nick Cage. Uh, <laughs> good thing I don't want to get in the music business or, or or anybody in deathmatch wrestling. But anyways, go on. Yeah, and uh, big props to Bon Jovi. I don't know if he still has that soul kitchen where you pay what you can. I love oh. that concept. But anyway, uh, <laughs> big big props to John Bon Jovi. Anyways, back to the show. Back to the show. I I was getting there. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, but this was a a, a horrible show. Aside from a few wow. matches, uh, absolute garbage. Wow. Um. I would give it. Whoa. Two stars if I'm being nice. Nice. If I'm being nice, two nice. stars. Um, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, oof, almost as much as I like some of Nickelback's new music. It's just not good. <laughs> uh, just very awful. Some of just again, the Invisible Man thing just turned me off. The the clusterfuck wasn't exactly that. It was a clusterfuck. I just didn't expect it to be that bad yeah uh they um uh the the hardcore stuff of course i didn't like the commentary they were wasted there was f-bombs left right and center literally like every second word was i mean are you you're commentating and then and then one of them said that he preferred he, that that the best wrestling is from japan yeah buddy you're choosing you putting this over as the best <laughs> wrestling you fucking idiot uh I, I, I'm so sorry. not a fan of the show, eh? Not a fan. Nope. Well, it's time for my opinion on the show. Okay. And I know you're probably going to disagree with this. 
I thought this was a fun show. Yeah. I had fun watching this. That's mainly what the what the show was supposed to be. It's just supposed to be, you know, some some fun little matches. And mm-hmm. there were some good matches in there too. Like again, we mentioned, you know, David Starr and, and Mike Wackenbush and the PCO mm-hmm. versus Walter match were mm-hmm. very good. Um those Joey matches Janella, I really great enjoyed. Sasuke. Joey Janela, great Sasuke, I thought was pretty fun. Um a little slow at times, but I thought it was, you know, it, it was a good little hardcore mm-hmm. match. Um other matches were just, you know, did the got the job done. Um obviously, you know, the clusterfuck uh was something else. There was some stuff for the clusterfuck. I was like, this is too over the top for me. Yeah. Um other moments I thought got a laugh out of me. Yeah. So overall I had fun watching this show. Um, of course there's some stuff that kind of aggravated me. I didn't really like commentary. I understand yeah. that you're it's it's a fun show, yeah. so you're gonna be a lot more laid back. Yeah. But to just kind of blatantly say, you know, we're wasted and you don't bring up stuff because it's like, unprofessional. Because because I think as well the way that they promoted this show, um, with with I thought a lot of new fans could actually pay attention to this one, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is unique, this is something cool. And so not kind of it kind of felt more like a, hey all the fans of indie wrestling you're gonna love this instead yeah. of hey everybody that wants to see this show check it out because yeah. again if I if I didn't tell you what happened with Ellsworth before the riddle stuff and you just saw the promo that was being promoted in this would you not have been like super confused on what was going on a little bit so I think there should have been I think there could have been some better consistency deal but overall I had fun with the show I'd give the show a three and a quarter wow I had fun oh I, I wouldn't go back and watch the clusterfuck, but there's a couple of matches that I would go back, like the PCO match, and I'd probably go back and watch uh, David Starr and uh, and uh, Mike Quackenbush again. I, I think that was a fun yeah, match. Yeah, like I said, that's why I give it maybe like two stars, uh, and I'm not giving it like a star per match that I liked or anything. Yeah. I'm just trying to talk like overall, just because a lot of it just really soured it for me, yeah. and I just, uh, no. No. I can't, I no, I, 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 I just didn't like that, a lot of it, and... and some of the decisions, and, and I also said that the commentary needs to help kind of accentuate yeah. the show. And for the most part, aside from some of the commentators that were trying and doing an okay job, some of it was just outrageously bad. Yeah. And it was so unprofessional. Yeah. But if that's that's what they were going for, they were going for a fun show. But yeah. I was very disappointed with a lot of it. But like, like, like we said, there were a few matches that were bright spots, and yeah. that's great. But anyway, that's my take on it. Well, there you go. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Initially, I, I just, when I was watching the show, I was watching the clusterfuck the first time. And I'm yeah. like, man, Marco would hate this. And then I thought, <laughs> this would make for a very fun oh. podcast. Uh, so uh, I got my I got my entertainment out of this. <laughs> I, uh, got, I'm glad you did. I actually got, this was actually a free pay-per-view for me from Fight TV. Oh, nice. Um, so, because the way it was rolling, it's like if you referred friends, you could get credits. And I got enough credits for a free pay-per-view. So I figured, let's well use this. Yeah. And uh, so I got my money's worth. <laughs> so uh, thanks again, Marco. Uh, anything to promote, like Twitter or anything like that? Or are you just kind of like um, free roaming? I am uh, currently free Roman. Uh, for what I have to promote, it is not relevant to the wrestling business. Uh, it is more relevant to the uh, political election that is coming up in June, and I there don't think go. that's relevant. So yeah, we're no. going to keep politics and wrestling yeah, let's, let's keep, separately. Let's keep it separate. Uh, so aside from that, uh, just find me on the book face if you want to have a face. chat. The book face. The book face. The book face. I am on the Twitter. I've been using Twitter a little bit more lately. Yeah. I can't stand it. I'm glad I that love they finally Twitter. up. The, the 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 character limit. Yeah, I just feel so limited. You feel limited. Kind of like what the athletic commission was trying to do. The show, you know? <laughs> there you but, go. But uh, yeah. 
Um, so uh, for Wrestling With Ideas, you can listen to our radio show every Thursday at 6 p.m. on CKDJ 107.9 FM. It's not going to be uncensored like this. This is just kind of a special show. Oh. Um, so, yeah, you're not going to hear me say F-bombs over on CKDJ. That would be entertaining, though. But uh, <laughs> you can listen to us every Thursday. We go over a bunch of the WWE shows, pay-per-views, uh, some of the big news that's taking over the wrestling scene. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Gibby. I tweet a lot on there, a lot of retweets of some old-school wrestling. Retweet some Nick Bockwinkle recently. That's uh, always fun. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter there. You can follow Wrestling With Ideas on Twitter as well, at Wrestling, capital W Ideas. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, at Wrestling With Ideas Radio, and like us on Facebook, Wrestling With Ideas. Uh, keep up to date with all things Wrestling With Ideas. We got some big interviews, uh, hopefully lined up for the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Thank- Until then, guys. Have a good one. You have just listened to the greatest wrestling show on the planet. If you want to listen to older episodes of the show, including full interviews, make sure you check out Wrestling With Ideas on Podbean and on the Podbean app, or listen to us on our new SoundCloud page. We can also be found on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and many more. Make sure you keep on tuning in every Thursday at 6 p.m. to wrestle with ideas.